Hello and welcome to episode 140 of the Book Wars Pod. I am. I don't like you either. That's 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 fair, honestly. Off to a great start. I I remembered to stop talking paused. after only one additional <laughs> word. I like said I'm was about to introduce myself, and I was like, wait a minute, this is progress. <laughs> Baby steps. Baby. Only took us hundreds of episodes. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna nail it by the time we get to 185. You're, you'll see. You'll all see. Um, <laughs> I'm Chris. I am here as usual with Rana and Miranda and Kristen, our fearless producer. And we are talking more about uh, The Empire Strikes Back from a certain point of view today. Um, yeah, I'm like really tired for some reason. So I, I like I'm not I, I'm not good at banter. So what are we drinking? <laughs> <laughs> that Do you want to well. start us off so you can mute after or... <laughs> Yeah, that's probably best. I am drinking scotch, which will definitely help my uh, my state um, Your right punchiness. now. Punchiness. Say again. Your punchiness. punchiness. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm drinking. Sorry, I just like I'm spacing the fuck out right now. Jesus, I'm drinking scotch. I'm drinking a uh, Compass Box Spice Tree Scotch. I think I've had it on the pod before. But it's very good, like not overly sweet, a little bit of like a honey vibe to it. But as one would expect from the name, got some got some spice notes in it as well. I just thought it was like Emma Bunton's new line of scotch. Who? Baby Spice. Oh, right. That makes sense. <laughs> I didn't never knew her full name. You know, I was never a Spice Girls person, but no. I never knew her real name. Makes sense. I... I've never known any of their names except you for... You don't know their names? I... Victoria, Victoria Beckham. Beckham is the only one I know. Yeah, I don't yes. even know what her name was before she got married. Sorry. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Oh, do I know her name before she got married? Great question. I got the rest of them, though. Honestly, that's impressive. Is it? I was just a weird little, like, four-year-old who was obsessed with the Spice Girls. It's okay. I was a four-year-old who was obsessed with Star Wars, and that just never went away. So at least you had some personal growth. Well... That's debatable at best. (laughs) (laughs) We fucking love the Spice Girls. If the Spice World... The Spice World. If Spice World were streaming on any service, or if I had a VCR, you know what I would watch at least weekly? The Spice World? Semi-weekly? I can't hear Spice World without thinking of Dune, so there's a problem here. It's a whole album and movie by the Spice Girls. It's a very Came different... No, I know what it is. I was, awa- I was alive in the 90s. <laughs> I know what it is. I remember it. I just never got into it. I have a problem. I don't know. I'm going to mute myself. Now I'm just thinking of a Spice Girls Dune like crossover. Crossover? Yeah, that's actually the new movie that's coming out. I'm sure the fic is Honestly, there. it would still make more sense than the like <laughs> 90s TV show. So uh, Timothy Chalamet would still be great in the Adams. role though. Adams. Adams. Wait, sorry. My sound cut out and heard you both at once. What? Adams is her maiden name. Huh. You never she never in a million years would I've gotten that. Yeah, same. Me neither. Also, I'm just laughing at the Spice World because it's like very like <laughs> parent watched this with their child oh the spice world <laughs> i saw a tweet yesterday referring to kids? costco as costco's like apostrophe s and i'm just like do you think it was started by bob costco like what <laughs> what is your well, thought like process you here 
Yeah, well, I always think of the Google, that, like, political thing. No, no one remembers that. The George W. Bush speech where he was like, yes, the Google or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. I do not remember that, but I love it. Um, I'm drinking (laughs) through my IPA. Nice. Um, Thanks for getting us back on track. You're so welcome, because I, too, am in Chris's mode of just, like, my brain no worky. Um. I've definitely had three-way IPA on the pod before, but not this one. And this is a, it's a seasonal release. It says limited edition seasonal. Um, and it's done between three different breweries. Is it California, Washington, and Oregon? I think that's right. All you West Coast. I thought they just uh-huh. did three Oregon breweries, but I'm, I know nothing. So that is not the case, <laughs> but that is okay. Um, but it's, uh, Moonraker beer, varietal beer, uh, or no, is that, yeah, varietal, I just can't read, Um, and Fort George, so I'm going to try it, and I bet it's delicious. I forgot I was on my work computer, and I went to look up their locations, but instead of being a smart person and, like, looking up the name of the brewery, I just typed in three-way beer, (laughs) so I hope, I really hope. I would. Uh, I really hope that my IT people don't think I'm having some real problems tonight. <laughs> uh, that's delicious. Chris, this is a borderline one for you. It's oh. definitely got some stone fruity apricot, um, How... but it's less tropical. Hmm. Go ahead. Interesting. How hoppy is it? Um, it's hoppy, but it's real juicy. Yeah. Does she feel heavy at all? Yeah, seven two. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> I mean, it always is. It always, always is, on which is the upper, and that's why I have one. <laughs> oh, uh, happy Bookworms Pod anniversary to everyone that we didn't celebrate on the social medias, but it's the thirty first of May. Hey. Is it really? Hey. It's our birthday. Yeah. Hey. hey. Four years of this fucking garbage. <laughs> Jesus, really? That's horrifying. Wow, I can't believe we have any followers. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Burb, what are you drinking? Uh, so I am drinking a beer also. It is from our friends at Berlick Beer Company here in Portland, Oregon. It's called the Better Together IPA. And they've got a blurb. It's not a good one. Wherever we go, we go together. I guess that's good. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> West Coast IPA, Citra Strata Mosaic Hops. I think it's like six. Do you not put the thing on here? It's over six. It might be like a six. It's not a six eight. I don't know. It's it's good though. I've got a backup beer, um, which is a little beast, a dry hopped sour. I don't remember what she's called, but um. The when I went to pick it up across the street, the guy I was talking to was like, "Ooh, you're getting the better looking a really good sour." So that bodes well. That one clocks in at four eight. I know that one. I'm supposed to throw it to Rana now, aren't I? I mean, I probably should have picked up that you were done, but I was like, "Tell us more about this beer." Oh, it's got flamingos on the can. See, um, I knew and it's more. it's best enjoyed with like a flamingo floaty thing. Really thought you were going to be like, "It's best enjoyed while eating a flamingo." <laughs> It's a it's a it's a delicacy here in the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Like the hippos Ooh. that used to be in the Potomac. <laughs> exactly. IP. <laughs> Only real GW heads will know about that one. <laughs> so nobody garbage, should know about thank that you. one. I'm just shrugging. There's it's Rana, honestly, there's like not even the, the the story behind it is the president of GW at the time got plastered at an auction, bought a giant bronze hippo statue. <laughs> and then his wife was like, you're not keeping that in the house. So now it's on campus and our unofficial mascot is the hippos when we don't want to be racist and be the colonials. I don't think they'll oh. do it, but I hope that's what I... they go for. Uh, they should. I They're, do prefer that's... hippos to colonials. Oh, fair. Is, is that even a question? No. No, we fucking love the hippos. The only reason um, the hippo went away is because our creepy athletic director was like, I don't like this. Yeah. And then he got his I don't like you, words. creepy athletic director. Um, but the thing about the Potomac is that they all, SJT also, who was the president at the time, wrote a bunch of like lies about hippos roaming Washington, D.C. at one point. Yeah, it was like a marketing thing where they made up. Was he just drunk all the time? Oh, oh, it was a marketing. He bought a lot of statues. Let's just I mean, he was, I took a class with him once and he was drunk all the time. So your president taught a class? What? It was after he'd retired. It was weird. It was a weird situation. A he fell asleep in literally here. every class. It was awkward. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they literally, it was like a marketing, like marketing copy slash like joke slash like thing they tried to tell prospective students is that legend has it that George Washington used to sit on his porch at Mount Vernon and watch the, uh, the, the, the river, the river horses or whatever they fucking called him. And there were hippos in the Potomac. And that's why we had a hippo statue. I just want to say one time for the pod, fuck George Washington. Sorry, I have to say it. Okay, I'll be quiet. No, now, that's fine. Kind of that's a dick. correct. Honestly, I'll go for. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I don't I'll think go. I'd be a good like, Hodenoshoni if I didn't say that. I'll go. I'll go in a in a similar direction and say fuck George Washington University. That's that's like even more personally Aye. offensive to the three of us. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes. Yeah, that sounds like more of a thing to say as opposed to a terrible person who committed genocide. So, yeah, you know. both both not equally bad, but both bad. Both bad. Both yeah. really bad. Um, well, I hope they still give you the hippos. We Rana, the hippos? what are you drinking? I am <laughs> drinking... It's fine. Um, I'm drinking... It is a beer, but it's called a blueberry smoothie. Um, is this a bitch I've had before? It's it's relatively new, according to the can. Oh, it's I by Dry Dock. I love that. It's by Dry Dock Brewery, which is over in Aurora. It's 5.2. It's an ale brewed with blueberries, vanilla, and lactose. It is delicious. It's uh, a little creamy tasting, obviously. That's the lactose. Um, It's a limited release. It's delicious. And I love the art because it has this jellyfish. Not that I know what jellyfish have to do with blueberry smoothies, but I love that it's like basically the color of a blueberry smoothie if you didn't have all the good healthy stuff you add to it. So if you do a blueberry yeah. smoothie and you put enough blueberries in, it'll look fine. <laughs> oh no, yeah. I, I just add too many things to my smoothies, so then they look like a blueberry they look like this if you like threw it in some mud. Yeah. So well that's that's why you pile, maybe more like the jellyfish. You pile in the, the fruit so your thing isn't a oh. weird like turd green. I just use a little bit of fruit and a lot of spinach and a frozen banana and a couple mixed berry a lot of mixed berries and some collagen powder and protein powder Greek yogurt. It's a lot. I don't know why I'm giving this recipe on the pod, so let's just change words. Pod exclusive. Out. But yeah. <laughs> 
Actually, this is a I talked about my now. sandwiches, and I talked about. Did I talk about my fish tacos? No, I don't think so. And now I've talked about my podcast or my fucking. I'm so tired. I didn't it's, even know I'm it's tired. like it's like the Christmas story, um, when it's like you join Annie's special club and you tune in just for the the code breaking. Except in, instead of Ovaltine and drinking your Ovaltine, it's Rana's recipes. I don't think I don't know why I gasped at that, but. <laughs> Two things. One, um, I don't think anyone wants my smoothie recipes. Everyone always says they're disgusting because they have too many like healthy things. But I think they're delicious because they're turned um, green. I'll have you know they're purple with a lot of greedy brown. Um, and Tasty. It's delicious. And two, speaking of a Christmas story, which I've never even seen all the way through, multiple times now in Denver, I've been picked up by like when I call an Uber, I've been picked up by the Uber driver, and when I'm like talking to them, oh, how are you doing? Blah, 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 tell me your life. Um, it's someone whose like daughter is married to the kid who starred in that movie, but then he always talks about his daughter like meeting him at the Young Republicans Club, and I'm like, ooh, I don't want to be in this car. So just FYI, that's what I think about whenever I hear a Christmas story because I've never actually seen the movie. So wild. That's very yeah. weird. My very weird. The, the both times I've had the same Uber driver or the the Uber driver part. Yes, honestly. Okay. <laughs> I, okay, guys, remember, or sorry, not guys, remember people, my uh, my mom's parents are Jehovah's Witnesses, so there was no Christmas for them, and the rest of them, there are too many people in the family to be able to watch a Christmas movie. So. I was about to say, Chris is Jewish, like... Yeah, no, I've never it? I've never seen a Christmas story, to, to be clear. Oh, fuck. So, it's... Okay, good. This is like the time Miranda was singing that Christmas song, and we were all, Chris that, that, and I were like, what the fuck no. is this? Oh, yeah, um, the John Lennon one. Yeah, do they know it? We're like, what? It's a great song. Is it? Is it though? No. Have I, I, I feel John, like I've gone in my, John, Lennon. John Lennon thoughts on this pod. It's fine. Also, uh. it was when we had that conversation. Also, a piece of yeah. shit. Anyway, what's Star Wars? Um, I'm Please not tell familiar me, personally. Keeks, it's your time to shine. <laughs> yeah, it's written on your whiteboard and everything. When and where are we? <laughs> Um, we are in the Empire Strikes Back <laughs> from a certain point of view. Um, Chris, can you tell them about our uh, our org for this book? I can, we yes. Talk about the Star Wars, thank you. Yes, so as a reminder, um, the uh, charitable organization that we are encouraging people to give to while we read this book is Islamic Relief USA at irusa.org. Excuse the fuck out of me. They're a real-ass fucking nonprofit. irusa.org. Um, and they're doing a lot of great work collecting resources and then uh, getting those resources to people affected by uh, state violence in Palestine uh, and who are being killed and genocided by the Israeli government. So they're doing great work. Uh, if you have money, please give to them. Um, yeah, let's talk about Star Wars. And it's it's funny because so I read I read this book when it came out last, I don't know, October, whenever last year sometime. And um, I read this first story that we're going to talk about, um, Against All Odds, by R.F. Quang. And it really struck me for, for multiple reasons. There's, there's, there is a point to this segue, I promise. Um, one is that it made me care about Dak, which I thought was impossible. Um, Dak is the character, whenever me and Kate watch Empire, we always like make fun of Dak for being useless because he's so excited. <laughs> That's fair. And then he dies. 
and he thinks he can take on the whole empire himself. So clearly, <laughs> spoiler alert: his league here. cannot. <laughs> you can't. You can't do that unless you have the force, which, as we learned in this one, he aggressively does not. Also, it's like, true. You, you know, the first page it doesn't mention who it is, and like it's several paragraphs until you're like, "Oh no, it's Dak." He's gonna die at the end of this story. And it's not an oh no because he's gonna die. It's an oh no because it's, it's Dak. Yeah, it's, oh no, it's Dak. <laughs> it's uh, fun fact. I did have a beer with the guy who played Dak at the last Star Wars celebration. Very nice man. Hey. What? Wow. Did you yeah, go it's, to it's the last long... Star Wars celebration? All I did was buy a t shirt. Like, wow. That's not like those stupid all I did was get this t shirt. It's like a true story. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Tell us your story, Chris. Um, Oh, so yeah, so about Dak, and it's this story, like, it, like, really, like, it, like for whatever reason, like, it really, like, struck, like, struck me, like, I wanted to say struck a nerve, but that makes it sound like I didn't like it. Um, oh, <laughs> Ronnie, you were like, tell us your story about getting a beard. There isn't really a story. He yeah, and just... you're like, oh, Rada said, don't talk about it, bye. No, 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 it's, I, I mean, there isn't really a story. One of my friends is, like, more involved with, like, some of the backstage, like, stuff, and so, like know like recognizes like some of these people and she was like hey you want to meet this person and i was like i mean i'll try not to make fun of him but sure uh, <laughs> um very nice man though very very nice old man um so anyway back to the story i started 20 minutes ago i swear there was there was a not a good point but there was one um so uh, so i read the story uh you know however long ago six months ago whatever and in addition to making me care about dak it like really struck me like i like read this story and i like put the book down and i was like this is like this like story like makes me want to become a writer and i don't know why um which is like i'm not a writer that's like not good it's that because be it for was everyone. A should someone tell kate yeah no <laughs> right i can't coming, coming for her i can't wait to see her comments on your most recent draft um oh god also the reason you wanted to write at the end is because it was a good fucking story Yes. I hate to well, say- yes, it was a good fucking story, but there was something very specific about Dak's past combined with his optimism. And so, like, obviously, we learn in the story that he is—he uh, was born just before the Empire, but very young, got taken to a prison camp or a concentration camp with his family. And you hear about all the horrible things that the Empire did to him, and it is very reminiscent of things that the nazis did to jews making them inform on each other making them be part of the execution squads for each other um all this horrible stuff and it just like something about his hope in the face of everything just like made me like weirdly emotional and i was just like it would like it felt like a very jewish story and like obviously like jews don't have a monopoly on the suffering caused by hatred and white supremacy in this world um but it just it just like really struck me that like it you have no reason to care about or like anything in this world um and you are just like yeah everything is going to be okay because we're going to make it okay like it's that very like we go on because like we are happy because we have to like that is the only choice that we have yeah it's a very so, sorry no go oh it, it it's a very um you know rebellion kind of mindset it's it's not surprising to see him you know apparently thrive um in the 
the few weeks on Hoth leading up to The Empire Strikes Back and this story and all of that, it sounds like he and Luke had a really good thing going on. But that the hope is kind of the theme um, in Star Wars in general, but like especially in this story. And he's like, we're good. We're going to make it. And it's like literally all of the odds are against you. You're in an icicle. And there, there's a fucking Star Destroyer right there. Right there. And he's like, we're going to do it. And, I mean, it's Dak. He dies. I did like his awe at everything that everyone did. He oh, was just yeah. like, everything is so amazing. Look at them. Like, yeah. Okay. He, I think he was finding the joy in life at this point. Like, his life fucking sucked. Yeah. Like, he had to go through so much terrible shit as a kid. Um, However old he is now, that too. And it's like, oh, man, Luke Skywalker is a walking legend. And here I am. We just, like, we've got the same brain when we're flying around in our little snow speeder. That's pretty cool. That was a point, probably. One thing I didn't realize about this, which I just found out now while we were talking about it, is that RF Quang is really young, which is only 25 now. And so, oh, yeah. No, um, it makes me feel not good yeah, about myself. Yeah, she wrote this. Sure. She must have been in her like early 20s writing this, and it's so good. It's like, goddamn. I mean, she is a, I hope she is she a book gets trilogy. More Star Wars books. Yeah, she has a book trilogy out that she recently finished. Um, it's the Poppy the, Wars? It start, yeah, started with The Poppy War. Um, which I need to read. I've heard of this. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's very young. It's It makes me feel 25. very inadequate about what I've done with my life, to be sure. Jesus. I hope that she gets like her own Star Wars trilogy. Like I think these little short stories are a great way to see the way that the authors relate to characters or shape things. And I mean, to make us care about Dak, she's got to have some talent. Sorry, Dak. No, okay. I'm totally with you. And I mean, I think, you know, they've definitely been used for that in the past, I mean, you know, thinking about there are definitely authors who wrote short stories in the first one and then went on to get novels. Kevin Scott is a big one. Charles Soule did a short story. He also did a bunch of the comics, but like he did short fiction in the first one. Um, Zoraida Cordova. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's I, I would love to see if she would do it. Rebecca Quang write more, write, write a full full length Star Wars book. She went to Georgetown. I know. I try not to hold that against her. <laughs> Otherwise, yes, I agree with that. I, I think, like you said, if I can actually care about Dak and I can go from, oh, no, it's Dak to like, oh, no, Dak, then I I fully believe she can do, you know, anything that Star Wars throws at her. So I'd love to see it. Yeah. Oh, and just to just to finish up the thread uh that i was talking about before and then got sidetracked 20 million times the reason that i had my connection to our organization that we're supporting to this story is because the story was a lot more heartwarming and sympathetic about how it made me feel before israel started actively genociding palestinians again <laughs> hey. they're the worst Correct. anyway um but yeah so that's all. This was just a very like, it's like rebellions are built on hope, but they're also built on like joy. And that, like, that was just very powerful to me. Also, because I think this, I think this book came out in like, it must have been before the election too, because I must have been very depressed. And <laughs> so like, 
not that not that things are good in America now, but like they're different, and that's better. Um, but I think part of what makes this such a, a good story, you know, you just said that this focuses on joy. We fucking never see that in Star Wars. It's usually just like a de- a depressing slog of genocide and nobody having moms and you know just kind of being lost in the galaxy and even though Dak dies at the end spoiler for the 1980 film Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back directed by George Lucas um no it wasn't shit <laughs> 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 you know, even though he dies at the end, like I think his joy really does come across, and it comes across in you know, um, like what Rana mentioned, his awe of all the other characters. He's like, hell yeah, we got Leia, um, we got you know Luke, Sk- Luke fucking Skywalker. He he killed the Death Star. We share a small enclosed space sometimes. Like he he's got a very positive outlook on things. Um. Which never happens in Star Wars. That's that's it. That's the point. It's a concept. Well, and how different is this from the last story we talked about of Kendall? Where, like, in this, when he dies... Don't get me wrong. When I die one day, I really hope I'm not like, Oh, good. He can do it about someone. Um, but also, like, if that's how... What, what brings a peace? Cool. But compare this to what we read last time in Kendall of, like, oh, wow, I forgot who I was as a person and I've made all these life choices that I regret and I just want to, like, go taste my mom's stew on the mountainside. Like, in this, Dak doesn't seem to have any regrets. He knows he died for a purpose. He knows that, you know, everything that he's doing is for the rebellion. And he's like, all right, we did it. It's cool. I'm out. Never going to see you again. Bye. <laughs> Keep the air out. horn. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we would all likely uh, rather go out fighting fascism as opposed to being a part of fascism. Like full, I hope so. Full stop. It's a bold That's... claim. God, it's the easiest question to answer. And, and yet. yet. <laughs> and <laughs> yet. Um, so let's uh, talk about... He's under control. Situation normal. Let's talk not about joy, but about Beyond Hope by Micah Morrissey. Um, which I don't have a ton to talk about. I'm going to be dead honest with you. But it really reminded me of Twilight Company by Alexander Freed. Yeah. I I really liked the story. I think that's maybe part of it is I really like Twilight Company. And I tend to really like the, you know, foot soldier war story kind of thing. Because I'm a monster who was brought up under the military industrial complex. But, um... I don't it's it's really interesting to see like it seemed like the guy uh what's his name Are you talking about the guy in this Kref? Yeah. In the story yeah like Emin Eman or Emin Kref I think Yeah, he from his narration it seems like the empire didn't get to his planet until like a few months ago which one wild but two that's something we know to be true like the republic never fully reached Tatooine right so anything is possible, but he's just like, okay, well, uh, we've been fighting this war for God knows how long. I guess I'll just go fight this other war um, and somehow make it out alive. That seems fine. Fuck the Empire. Right back. 
I liked the story. I just wished it was in a different place, like that it was like not other than Hoth, which they wished, but <laughs> that it was like ordered differently so that it wasn't right after against all odds. I wish it was like maybe after the truest duty or in some way because mm-hmm. I kind of would have liked sort of shifting perspective within the battle. However, I'm not an editor. I don't put together book orders. No one should listen to me. But that was my only thing that I thought about. It was like, well, no, I thought a lot of things. But that was the only like note I had, um, which, again, I'm not an editor. So no one needs to listen to my notes. But the other thing was, um, I just can't believe they lived. I was like, cool, dying, just like Dak. And then I was like, wait a second. I mean, I was what? expecting him to live. But when his buddy did, I was like, what the hell Yeah, is that was really nice when like, he helped his friend. It's good. You know, he's he's helping his buddy. That's he's, what we like to see. No he's more trying tra- to well, slightly less drama. Trying to shoot down an entire ATAT with his blaster that doesn't have a power pack in it. <laughs> yeah, that was. I did like when he's like, "Oh yeah, we uh, tape our guns together." I was like, "Sounds about right." Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Okay, so here are all the other things in, you know, our unit that are fucked." And it's like, "This person doesn't have this. This thing hasn't worked in days. That might be another story." I don't care. Yeah. That was maybe the wedge story. Who's to say? No, yeah. I think that no, was and this Rana, and that. I, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just agreeing with Burb. I think that was in this and that was in that. I think it's like a common theme of the Rebel Alliance. Because they don't yeah. have resources or... They got nothing. <laughs> I mean, even in, in Alphabet Squadron, they're like, oh, we can't do anything. So we need you to go pick up some supplies. Like, even when they've won. Yeah. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. All of our ships are different. <laughs> Yep. And, like, I think, you know, kind of to branching off of the point that you made, Rana, about kind of the the wild swing in tone between Against All Odds and Beyond Hope. It's very... I I feel like we got a lot of that in this book because in the the first section we read, we got... It was Ion Control by Emily Skritsky and, um, like, the next two that were, like, super cute that I can't remember, but one of them was about my boy Chase Wilsore. Um, and those like kind of switched in tone too, right? Like it was the very like realist, pessimistic, I know that I'm going to die one day. It's just a question of doing what I can before I get there versus the like, I have a boyfriend now, like vibe of. And I'll say I meant the opposite. I meant that I thought it was similar ish to against all odds. Just oh, in, like the, the narrate, not like in the tone or what happens, which is the whole point of story. But um, just in, like, the moments, the when and where are we factor and who are we, um, more in that factor than, I in, see. like, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm i picking up what you're putting down. I had some questions about how some of these chapters were, you know, again, kind of organized. Like, we had the the one for the last time I thought should have been a little sooner. But, again, um, as Rhonda said... Not an editor. Don't listen to me. The Bookwars Pod story. Bookwars Pod, famously not an editor. <laughs> it's, it's true, absolutely. Um, let's talk about what you just mentioned for the last time by Beth Revis. That it was a story. Um, I think it's it's interesting, and like I do think this should have been fair. I mean, it's fairly close, objectively, to the um, Kendall, what's his name? Ozzel. Ozzel. 
it, it follows pretty closely after it and the um in the actual timeline but it's it's interesting to see somebody who like he knows how to play this game and we we come across so many characters who are affiliated with the empire who do but we like very rarely get that real insight into um like how much they're thinking through everything we got a bit of it in tarkin when we read that but in this one he's like oh so i like knew this information and then i held it because i knew that ozel was gonna fuck it up and i played that shit up and like he's stupid so he didn't know what he was gonna say to vader and it was like jesus christ man i feel like as much as he thinks that he knows he's playing the game he's still not playing it the way he thinks he is like he has it all figured out in his head but then you're reading it and you're like, you still somehow think you're going to live. You're not going to fucking live. live. Like, how do you think that you're the magical one who's playing this game well enough? Like you're, you're all INTJs. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not going to (laughs) work. Um, no, it, and it's weird. Cause like, that's something that he acknowledges. He's like, if you think you're safe, you're fucking not. But, like, he also kind of thinks... Except for me, right? He's like, like, oh, I know I can die at any second. I'm like, do you? You just saw your commanding officer get force choked across space by fucking Darth Vader. <sighs> Twink ass Anakin Skywalker. Um, and, like, you know everything that led up to that and it's it can be a real small mistake and you still think you're gonna live you still think that if you vaguely see his head you're gonna get to live well i like how he has all that and he's thinking about how disgusted he is as if like vader can't feel his feelings (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) the fuck like you're just standing there like wow what a disgusting piece of shit and vader's probably like i'll fucking kill you I know. Sorry, like I turned that into Boston, but you knew what I meant. <laughs> he's very lucky that Vader just wasn't paying attention at that moment. Because, yeah, I had the exact same thought of, like, you should shut your brain right now. <laughs> Can't wait to yell that at a future child. Shut your, shut your brain, brain right kid. now. <laughs> I might yell at my dog. I wish somebody had told me that as a kid. Would that have helped? No. <laughs> I feel like your mom did say those exact words to you, Miranda. <laughs> Probably. Who's to say? You know, when you were... When Keeks was there? Hanging, when you were hanging out with her. Well, I just... I've heard stories about Miranda's young child trying to speak with the adults instead of, like, going in a ball pit. <clears throat> That's okay. That was my life, too, Miranda. Let's I feel listen. you. Some of us just kind of wait around for adulthood. And then we host Star Wars podcast. Yeah, Listen, exactly. I, I've always been an old soul. But I'm all about the ball pit. Oh, no. You know what happens? Enjoy it. I won't say anything. Listen, have you ever been in a pool? It's no worse than a pool. The pool has more cleaning chemicals. The pool also has far more pee in it. Yeah, yeah but, but it all like it... needles in ball pits. Kids Where the fuck were you in going there? in ball pits? <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese. I've read the internet oh, Okay, yeah. I've never actually been to a Chuck E. Cheese. That Bro, might be a yeah, very Our after school program used to take us there and then... I would just hide in the tunnel and play the little arcade games and eat the pizza. And now I'm like, ew, I can't believe I ever did that. Like, I never never was a ball pit kid. Maybe oh, I was afraid away. of the tunnels. That oh, might be a very <laughs> Charles Entertainment Cheese Incorporated uh, specific 
experience. In central Massachusetts, everywhere. In central Massachusetts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Chuck E. Cheese is terrifying as a place. The animatronics, like as an adult, you look back on it and you're like, what? But I remember as a kid, that pizza slapped. Like, it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> now no, I don't want to think about what's in it. But... I want pizza so bad now. Not necessarily Chuck E. Cheese pizza, but just like pizza in general. Yeah, yeah please don't get Chuck be, E. Cheese be pizza. Be selective with your pizza here. Yeah. <laughs> you can do... Kids, if you take nothing else from this podcast, you can do better. Also, kids, please stop listening to this podcast and give your phone back yeah, to your Yeah, how parent. did you get here? <laughs> uh, amazing. I wonder what kind of pizza they have on... Not Hoth, but like... I'd be into checking out pizza places Tom-tom on... Pizza. Is what? Tauntaun pizza. Jesus. Well, doesn't Wedge say they have a great chef in uh, Rendezvous Point? I bet they have a uh, good pizza. Oh yeah, it. whoever whoever was was on the on Akbar's ship making steaks oh, yeah, yeah. to avoid talk of calamari. <laughs> it's always funny to me because like t- like uh, the like official definition of tauntauns is that they're lizards, not mammals. Which is very weird and makes no sense because lizards would not exist on a planet that cold. But I digress. Um, but I wonder what that steak would taste like if it would be like... Because I feel like if they're lizards, it wouldn't be like a, like a cow steak. Would it be like know? an alligator steak? Well, don't yeah, reptiles taste like chicken? I've had alligator and it did kind of taste like... I mean, it was like bland chicken. Like, could have had more seasoning. Who didn't cool. fucking spice their alligator? I've never had I was going to say made by Caucasians. I don't know what happened. I would have just had catfish bites. It was like the same thing with less texture. Mm. Yeah, I've never had alligator either. I've heard it's no. fine. I'll eat anything. <laughs> I, 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 I I've never had alligator mostly because I've never had the opportunity. I, I actually would try alligator given the opportunity. I probably would, but I'm also afraid of the state of Florida. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, don't recommend fair. it. But I mean, you could go anywhere else. So. Not to get my I've... fresh caught alligator. Louisiana, yeah, Louisiana. Alabama, I would, I would absolutely have some Texas, Cajun spice Tennessee, alligator. I don't know, maybe not Tennessee. That would be good. Too far north. When I had it, it was in like a stew. Ooh, Ooh that sounds good. It was, it was all really game good. meat goes well in stew. I bet mm-hmm. they. Had, I feel like they probably had a lot of stews on Hoth. I don't know where they're it... getting their shit. Hopefully, they bought they brought spices because it's just like tauntaun, wampa, and those slugs. And that m- moss that they were eating last time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah so next episode, I'm going to start with my tauntaun stew recipe <laughs> and it'll be fine. <laughs> they're all they're all like Sam Gamgee. They have just a tiny little box of salt that they take with them. Just in case they need some roast tauntaun. Or some potatoes. Throwback to stirring his Jedi soup. Oh. <laughs> Throwback. Some, some of our debut episodes. <laughs> Yeah, your your audition, some might say. <laughs> hey, Chris can't come on tonight. Can you do this? <laughs> yeah, like what was it like two minutes before recording? I had read the that was funny. I had read the whole book that day. It was a I mean, sure. real quiet day. <laughs> um Twist. Yeah. But like Oh, how do I even bring this back? I don't fucking know. <laughs> uh, you just do it. There's no way. You just do yeah, it. I mean maybe the texture of what Piet saw under the helmet and what it would look like as as meat. I don't know. Not good. Not what tastes Road better, kill? fried alligator or fried vader? <laughs> oh God. Well, fried vader. Let's ask everyone Mustafa. But I pronounced that planet name wrong. Please don't hate me. I know I'm a woman who said something wrong, but I really like Star Wars. <laughs> Somebody call the Rebel Force Radio guys. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think we have any more points on. Um, for the do last we need time. to talk about his relationship with Vader? How real weird. weird it was. Real fucking weird. Real fucking weird. Everyone's relationship. Real weird. Yeah, it was. It was very. It was like very. It was like. Just to just to continue the the theme of being irreverent and not safe for work, it was like Piet trying to like reconvince himself to get a fear boner back. It was like very yes, <laughs> but I mean compared to Veers having like just a general like obsession boner for Vader, I feel like I I don't know which is worse. Neither of them is good, but I don't know which is worse. Just generally, like ideally, no boners in. <laughs> Yeah, the HR Vader. violation. Please no. No, you're in your workplace. N- no dicks out for Vader. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I know I'm gonna see that on a, like a bumper sticker one day, and I'm not ready. <laughs> I do find it weird that like that was his last thought. That he called him like my lord. Yeah, it was some weird, was like, weird like definite BDSM vibes there. I mean, do you? But like. I mean, if you read any of George Lucas's dialogue in the right frame of mind, yeah, yeah, it's just like you're you're trying to uh, take this base at Hoth, and you're like, oh my lord, what would Vader think? It's like I think you have more important shit to focus on. Isn't that like when he dies and he thinks like I will not fail him? Yes, God, (laughs) fucking Christ, go back to Dak. Like I don't want this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) What a time. All right, so let's 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 move along to to rendezvous, rendezvous point rather. Excuse me. Are you saying we're Jason meeting Fry. at the rendezvous point? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by uh, I forgot everyone who wrote that movie. Not just Ivan Kirshner. What was the other guy's name? Don't tell me. It's okay. It's cool. Just don't. Just don't listen. Gary. Well, look on Miranda's face right now. Gary Kasdan. How do you know these like things? <laughs> You know, okay, it's, it's okay. I know that I know the, the last names of the Spice Girls. <laughs> you know what? That's so true. No one can That's ever take that. That's far more valuable, her. honestly. It is. Um, but yeah, rendezvous point. So first, just to get it out of the way, love the little Lost Stars reference in there. Um, for those who missed it, the Contessa was Thane's squad leader uh, with Corona Squadron. I liked her. I want to read whatever she's in. She's cool. Yeah, same. I did think at the beginning it was Mon Mothma making up a code name for herself. But it so said I, that she had dark skin and dark hair I and skimmed dark over that. I skimmed over that part. So then I had to like Mon go Mothma, back. famous woman of color. I had to go back and reread it. And then I was like, oh, is it Iden Versio? Like completely forgetting everything about Lost Stars, despite that being my first episode on this podcast. Stir on the Jedi suit. I honestly just having recently, I mean, as 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 it was recently on TV, uh, watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, I was just like imagining Julia Louis Dreyfus. Am I the only one who imagined a woman of color? Like, no, oh, you no, were I right. I, it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be whitewashing the book characters, right? Here on Pod Wars, classic Star Wars. Not shit. in my Star Wars. They would never whitewash anybody. Just kidding, um, I'm not offended, it's okay. Yeah. It, honestly, it really it falls apart real quick if it's if you imagine Julia Louis Dreyfus. Really in any sort of Star Wars. And I and like I I I really like Julia Louis Dreyfus, but I can't imagine a single role for her. Except maybe like voicing a hut. I feel like she'd do that really well. <laughs> or droid. 
I th- or a droid. I think, she could do a droid. I think there's room for like a space Selena Meyer. I mean, if we had what's her name, whose name is now escaping me, this is not helpful in The Mandalorian. She's like a comedian. Uh, and she's on Tatooine. Oh, Amy Sedaris. Yeah, if we had Amy Sedaris, we could definitely have Julia Louis Dreyfus. That's you know what? That's a great fucking point. I love that. Um, anyway, the Contessa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like Rendezvous Point, in addition to being like the the longest story so far in this book, it is a lot more real about death and killing than Star Wars yeah. generally gets. It's it was really striking. Like we get the um the insight into Wedge's conversations with the Contessa, aka not Mon Mothma. Um, but like they're going through you know, different scenarios. Not even like battle planning at this point. Just like, oh, what if we did this alternative option? And every time they're like, okay, so people are going to die if we do that. But more people are going to die if we do this. Hey, here's this great idea. They're going to die. And they're, I mean, obviously it, it, it makes sense. Like how okay they are with that. They're the Rebel Alliance deep into this galactic civil war. You know, they've they've seen lots of people die before in space. But it, it's it's not casual. It's it's just like something that is a fact which I mean is true for all wars. People die, that's war's whole thing. Uh, Famously. Famously. IR major. People die in wars. I have a degree from... <laughs> Went the, to college for that lesson. The George Washington <laughs> University. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's frank. That's the word I'm looking for. It's very frank. They're not, like, kind of going around it at all. They're just getting straight to the point, like, so here's the deal. They go and die. Which... I think it's just portrayed in a very different way than we've seen in um, other Star Wars stories and other Star Wars media. Other than Alexander Freed, who I think that's like... Well, he just exists to rip our hearts out, so... I did think it also... Well, I totally was going to say something else, and then my brain said, do this other thing! But um, (laughs) that's how my brain sounds, apparently. Um, I liked having, like... um, Oh my god, why is my brain not working? But... Wedge and what's his name? The guy he's like talking shit with Wes the second in command. Jansen. Jansen. Yes, thank you. And Jansen, like I loved that they're just talking shit with each other. Loved that. Um, give me more shit talking in Star Wars as camaraderie, like please. I um, yeah. No, go ahead. You're good. I forgot what I was gonna say. Anyways. Okay, I just was gonna throw in a point about. I really loved the scene where they're just like going through everybody. <laughs> Like, on the ship, like, could this person fly a starfighter? This person refused, but we're going to make them do this, it anyways. This guy knows how to fly. This one's smart, so they'll probably get it. Um, this one hit someone in the head with a cafeteria tray. Like, I have to say, never felt so... in com- Never had so much in common with a Star Wars character. Like, and, and I think it's Jans, and he's like, I admire her tenacity. Or whatever Star Wars <laughs> words they put it in. And they're like, oh, yeah. she's, <laughs> she's very... Um, <laughs> Experienced in ambush tactics, I believe. <laughs> yes, was exactly. The... <laughs> it was hysterical. Um, I also like when. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't have a. Thing. I just loved all the sarcasm. Like, give me more star ca- star. Jesus fucking Christ! Sarcasm. You know star Wars. <laughs> more sarcasm. The humor of Star Wars. That could be someone's like uh, I don't know thesis. Anyways, yep. 
Um, I liked when they're talking about like the, you know, rebel symbol being painted onto the like firebird being painted onto the RT unit or and they're like, yeah, I don't know how they keep finding our spies. It's like, <laughs> thank you. And it's also like, so somebody was really bored and yeah. now this blue fucking protocol droid <laughs> has a beautiful gold piece of bling. Exactly. Um, Listen, Sabine just spray paints that on in 30 seconds flat. Yeah, like, I was like, I don't think Sabine's on this ship right now. Do they have other artists in Star Wars? We've only seen her and everybody in um, Queen's Peril. I don't know. Yeah. Ask Thrawn. Sabine, <laughs> everyone from Naboo, nobody else knows art. Thrawn. <laughs> Thrawn. Hey, well, Anthro- of course, Keeks. famously. Keek's favorite blue boy. Um did anybody else get the vibes of that episode of Battlestar Galactica where they're like, we have nobody to fly these fucking fighter ship boys, planes? I don't know. No? Just me? I'm not a Battlestar Galactica person yet. Sorry. Yeah, I've, I can count on one hand the number of Battlestar episodes okay. I've seen. It, it, it's the same vibe. It's just like, okay, let's talk through these people. Do we think they can fly a starfighter? But, yeah, like half of this was just literally that episode of Battlestar Galactica, which was fantastic. Um, but I, going back to the point of the sarcasm and like the the banter of Star Wars, and it's like that's something we don't, like you said, get enough of because that's closer to reality than anything we've seen in Star Wars. Like, it was nice to see them acknowledge that too, right? To have someone who's like, I don't want to kill anybody, and to have Wedge be like, I threw up an entire night after I killed someone. Like, I thought that was a nice reminder. Yeah, and you know, people die, and like they also focus on some of the other bad things. Like, yeah, so I've been in this cockpit for like two days, and now I'm really hot because I have my ice planet suit on but i'm in a and i pee into my diaper i pee into my diaper um my air conditioning's broken (laughs) but at least it wasn't going while we were on hoth and i can't roll down my windows (laughs) also now i've been like stink bombed with pheromones So, I, I, cool. I did enjoy the uh, the the can- the canning of tauntaun farts for use. <laughs> wow, in... I did. I totally misunderstood what it was. I thought it was like a pheromone ejection. No, when he talked about like collecting from the bowl, I was like, I imagine like or stimulating the bowl. I was like, oh, I didn't think it was sperm. I thought it was pheromones. No, it's it's. I mean, oh, the tauntaun. Yeah, yeah, no, that it makes was, more it sense. Was, yes, and I would say. Oh, no, I don't have to be right on this. I'm fine with not being right on this one. I'll let it go. You heard it here first. First time ever letting this one go. Check back in a couple of days and see how it goes. Yeah, let's yeah. check my Twitter and find out. By the time this posts, we will all be dead. <laughs> my second notes, apology. The I sequel. I've, I've waited a lot this episode, but I must, uh, I was wedding dress shopping with someone the other day, not for my wedding, obviously, uh, for someone else. And the woman who was doing the wedding dress fit, whatever, the, the lady who was helping us said that being right is her love language. <laughs> being told that sh- she's like, well, it's not only being right. It's also being told that I'm right. <laughs> 
and but i was like that's a big that's, that's a big book wars pod vibe but also that's counterintuitive because so... if you only have to be told that you're right then you might not actually be right and then no, you're I'm... just going and no, no 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 we're right we like being told that because okay i'm gonna let you have that one you're right miranda <laughs> sure <laughs> amazing it's a vibe happy pride happy pride <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh incredible um yeah there's 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 nothing more i can add to this discussion it's it's it is it's peaked Chris perfect. doesn't want to be wrong for as the first it is. Time. Really, so, that's what it is. I know I'm not going to be right. Um, so let's talk about the final story we read, the final order. See what I did there? <laughs> see what? See what it? Um, by Seth Dickinson. Um, a lot of references to other shit in this, although I remain confused about the reference to squadrons. Because so I I'm going to go out on a limb and say, uh the that i'm the only one on this podcast who played squadrons is that a fair assumption i have not played squadrons not a video game person please don't take me off the pod oh, dear. no that's fine um so the 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 reference to helix squadron is in the in like the tutorial level of squadrons it's right after alderaan and you are an imperial and one of going after alderanian refugees as as the, in the story, but your squad leader defects and helps them escape, and then your your character in the Rebel Alliance because it switches perspectives. Then comes I was in really and worried about escape. where that was going at first. I was like, "Holy shit, that's a dark game." Yeah, wait, wait Chris. This I game starts I... with you looking in the eyes of refugees. <laughs> I think I actually played the like intro to this. Oh, did See? you? Chris was so. wrong. No, I, but I think I was like, and this is not important. I'm like, I think I was really high when I was doing it. And I was like, I should not I be trying. I knew to... that's where this was going. <laughs> I, I, I should not be trying to fly this space airplane. <laughs> at this I, time. I did try to play squadrons high once and it did not work. Oh, okay, no. good. Glad it's and I've flying got, under the influence. I'll I've got ask. like the flight stick, like the flight stick controller too. So like. Did yeah, you just like, think you were in space? Uh, yeah. No, I thought I kept fucking crashing. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but anyway, so what what confuses me about this story is in the game, you help the refugees escape. Like you, like it. Once you get betrayed by your squad leader as the Empire, perspective switches over to the rebellion, and you help all the refugees escape. So I'm not really sure what refugees he killed um well, but did he I mean, kill refugees because he's like i filed all this paperwork it seems yeah, like he, he says did. he filed it about killing them like to see if it triggered something in the system i thought oh interesting, interesting. that was how so i read are, it was that like that he, he killed is... them and then he filed the paperwork that way but maybe i read it backwards i thought well, he killed them and then was like oh we didn't want the emperor to be bad at karaoke or like some weird bullshit gambling debts. Like, <laughs> I thought he killed them, and that's why he like felt so guilty about it. Yeah, that's the reading I got on it. Okay, in the reading, sorry. The reading you got of the reading. That's how it works, um, folks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so not entirely sure how that works. That's that's really just like the most nitpicky semantic 
thing in the world. But um, also referenced Twilight Company with um, Tabor. I don't remember how we decided this was pronounced, but like Citeron or Citeron. I think we switched wildly every time we. That brought feels it up. like that feels right. Um, but yeah, he was from he was the like kind of older instructor dude from Twilight Company who hated the like baby like Hux wannabe essentially. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I thought there was an interesting dynamic in this story um, with. Cannonball and um, <laughs> Cannon House. Cannonball and very German, very space German. <laughs> also played by Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> Between him and like this young, you know, EXO coming up, and she's fre- pretty fresh from the academy. It sounds like she, maybe she had some posts before because she made it up to Commander. But it's like, do you are you loyal to the Empire? I'm loyal to the Empire. I might not be loyal to the Empire. Who's to say? I'm going to question all of this by asking you questions. Do you think that Vader did the right thing? (laughs) It's like, are you pro or anti-Vader? You have three seconds to answer. Or he will force choke you. I just really felt like he needed, like, a nap or a weekend (laughs) off or something. When he's, like, imagining pulling her aside and being like, here's why you can never do that. And it's like a full page and a half of like what he imagines saying. And he's like, I didn't say anything. I didn't touch her. I just said this one sentence. And I was like, you need to sleep. This is not good. You need to rest. Even she's like, you want some calf? Like something's going on. Yeah, I was I was just like, you're playing six dimensional chess against yourself and losing. <laughs> it's like, go back to checkers, man. Just... <laughs> Or just, Not for just like, 3D chess, you know? Like... Yeah, but it was, like, I don't know. And the the part where he spends so much time talking about, like, oh, I was thinking I was going to say this, but, like, I can't do that. I'm, like, should you just, like, defect? Yeah. You or like don't like it here. And then, like, a third of his chapter is, like, essentially Vietnam War flashbacks, but Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I was like, I mean, and which wasps was crawling important. out their eyes. Yeah, yeah, I was kind of thinking. And then he said they had to remove them from her pores. And I was like, I kind of want to read like or watch like a horror movie about this. Not a really gruesome one. I don't like gruesome horror movies, but I feel like it could be a really good like thriller. Okay. I can see. Kind that. of like Annihilation, but different. Sure. Like, anyways, let me not come up. This is why, again, I'm not an editor and I'm not a movie writer. So I absolutely think that Star Wars is uh, rife with opportunities for horror movies for horror stories i think that that's absolutely something that they should do you could do an entire trilogy on the fucking asteroid worm from the empire strikes back i don't think that's that scary you could make it real scary this is true just just like make chucky but instead of the doll it's just salacious b crumb (laughs) i'm also kind of like imagining a uh like a Black Mirror-esque thing on handling and publicizing post-Alderaan and, like, everyone being cool with it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm off topic, as always. Not on our book, Wars pod. Is there a topic? <laughs> uh, um, the Final the Order story? is fucked. Also, what is this new order they keep talking about? Like, The new order is the Empire. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, it seems like a recent development. Like, they're... They've got some kind of guidance on something, but it's not 
the first order because that's still 30 years away. Yeah, that was a little confusing to me when he's like, the new order, the newest order, the newest, newest, newest order, the infancy order. And I was like, it's been over 20 years by this point. We're going to see the first order soon. Like the naming of this is a little confusing. Yeah, no, the new order is what the Empire was like very much called in the EU, I think. The old EU. And then we got first order and final order because that made sense without needing extra explanation, JJ. Yes, thanks, JJ. Creativity, not all in the let me be nice. Again, I'm not an uh, editor or filmmaker, so I need to hush. I was reminded today of the shot in um, TFA where there's just the TIE fighters like going against the sunset, like very Vietnam War vibes, except it's like sandwiched in between two shots where it's bright as daylight. <laughs> That's JJ, another all point vibes. for why we need to have too many drinks and live tweet all Star Wars. Good vibes all only. vibes, no brains. Good vibes only here, all folks. Vibes, no brains. Um, that, feels, that, that just feels like a good place to end it. Good vibes only. <laughs> um, thank you all for joining us for this episode of the Book Wars Pod. Next week, we are going to be continuing with our reading of From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back, or whichever order those two titles are in uh reading amara kell's rules for tie pilot survival through stet exclamation point uh in the meantime you can find us on twitter or instagram at bookwarspod email us bookwarspod at gmail.com or find us on the tashi station radio patreon slack if you have the means please first and foremost donate to islamic relief usa uh and then if you want to support us because you just have poor judgment you can donate to the Tosh Station Radio Patreon or give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash bookwarspod we will continue to post excellent content of Argos, Cerberus, Jasper, Orca, and Tony our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Bear our logo and artwork are by Joe Buter Design and our audio and production are done as always by our very own Kristen McDonald I am Chris for Miranda, Rana, uh, Kristen, and Kate thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. I'm doing the best at this. Who's Kristen McDonald? <laughs> <laughs>